0: hello and welcome to the armchair theorist podcast i'm your host the armchair theorist this is obviously episode two today's subject is leticia tarot from france i have no one no other introduction to give so let's just get straight on into it i'm going to give the sources straight off the bat right now because last week obviously i forgot to put the sources in the podcast took me ages to put them up on the instagram but by the time this episode is up the sources are on the instagram So this week's sources are articles from Le Monde, Paris Unplugged, Reddit, and a book called Murder in the Metro by Gail K. Brunel and Annette Finley crossway Now, I just want to say, I haven't read the book. I was able to get information about the content of the book from Amazon because it wasn't available to order, so I I couldn't actually get the book, but I kind of got the gist of what the book was about. Obviously, the articles from Le Mans and Paris Unplugged and stuff, they were in French. They were just Google Translate, but, you know, you can kind of get the gist of everything from Google Translate. It just takes some common sense. So, getting straight into the story. On the 16th of May, 1937, Leticia Thoreau, she's 29 years old, and she gets on an empty first-class carriage of the Paris metro at a stop called Porte de Charenton. Uh, she gets on sometime in the evening, it's not too late, they say it's about half six, I think, six, half, six, seven type of time. One and a half to two minutes later, the train pulls into the next station, port Dore, Port-de-Roe, I don't know how to pronounce it. Six people board Leticia's carriage and when they get on, Leticia slumps to the floor because she's been stabbed in the neck. So on that short journey between the two metro stops, she was stabbed in the neck. With an 8 to 9 inch knife. Which was buried to the hilt. Into her neck. So the, this knife was just. Completely plunged into this woman. Her murder was. The first that ever happened on the Paris metro. Which indicates that there's been more. But it got widespread coverage. And attention at the time. Because it was it was so sensational. Nobody had been murdered on the metro before. And it was surprising enough. That it was a woman. Just with a knife in her neck. In a first class carriage. So you think they'd be up class. But whatever. The case also attracted loads of theories. About who she was. And why she was stabbed. Because it really was a sensational story. At the time. The French police. Obviously they begin investigating the case. And they start by looking into Letitia herself. And that's when they discover. That this woman was full of secrets. She, she was not what she seemed. Turns out. She was an Italian immigrant. She worked in a local glue factory in Paris. And when they questioned her bosses, the bosses said she was a model worker. No problem. They had no problems with her whatsoever, and they considered her to be completely innocent, like an innocent victim in this murder. But when the police were questioning other people, they kind of they were saying that she was a social climber and a harlot. So it turns out that she had married a man without his family's knowledge. Which seemed to have been a huge deal. And when that husband died, she then ended up having numerous affairs. So, that's why people thought she was a harlot. And during the investigation, the police also discovered that Leticia frequented dance halls at my time all around Paris. And that she had also made... um, She quite often visited the Italian embassy, which was strange. And when they were questioning people kind of in the dance halls found out that people referred to her as Yolanda they didn't know her as leticia so now the police are like why does this woman have two names so as they look more and more into the case they find out that leticia she wasn't just an Italian immigrant that worked in the local glue factory she was a spy she had links to a group called here we go let's try and pronounce this in French comité secret d'action revolutionnaire which It just means Secret Committee of Revolutionary Action. The group was often referred to as La So that's what I'm going to call it because it's a hell of a lot easier. So who were La They were a fascist anti-communist terror group that were kicking around France from 1935 until 1941. So we obviously have to remember and think about the fact that it's 1937 in France. This is the interwar years. Things are heating up in Europe. World War II is starting in two years' time. So it's a very tense time and place. Lacague's goal was to overthrow the Third French Republic. And they wanted to establish a regime which would be allied with Italy and Mussolini. Because, you know, he's such a great guy and why wouldn't you want to be allied with him? They saw communism and left-wing ideologies to be a major threat. So that's why they really wanted to overthrow the French government, even though they weren't even communists, but anyway. And because Lacou Lacago felt they had such a backing from the right and because they kinda had Italy behind them, that it was fine for them to just go and commit violent acts like setting off bombs and assassinating people left, right, and centre, all over France in an attempt to reach their goals. You know, they thought that was the way. It obviously wasn't because they didn't they didn't end up doing it, but whatever. So back to Letitia What was the actual story with this woman? Why is is she a spy? What's going on there? So information about her. Kind of varies from article to article. So it's really hard to piece together. Exactly what her deal was. And who she was. And who she was actually working for. But the main theory kind of going around. Is that her murderer was somebody from La Cagoule. Who was sent to assassinate her. Because she had infiltrated La by seducing one of his leaders and head arms dealers. She seduced him and was getting information about the group and their activities and then passing all that information on to the French police. Now, the blurb thingy information content section on Amazon for the Murder in the Metro book brings up that Letitia had links also with the Italian Secret Service. And that she was in cahoots with them as well as the French police. Which I don't fully understand because surely the Italian Secret Service wouldn't be happy with her ratting on La Cagoule. Because the Italian Secret Service and La Cagoule would have the same goals. So I'm not really sure how that ties in together. But again I couldn't get the book to read it. So it could go into that more and actually explain that. So get the book and read it if you want to know more about that. So back to the investigation. The police interviewed over 500 people, which, like, fair play to them, that's a hell of a lot, but they they got nothing out of it. They just had these kind of spy theories kicking about, and they really didn't know what the actual story with her was. They kind of got a break, though. In 1962, so 25 years after she was murdered, the police commissioner in France receives an anonymous letter from a man in germany who claims to be the killer in the letter this guy says that the murder was a crime of passion that it wasn't any nefarious spy activity that he was really into letitia they'd gone on a few dates but she wasn't into him and after a few dates, she kind of been like listen don't want to see anymore not interested and she starts seeing somebody else and um, he was just really annoyed at this so he went and killed her he gives information about himself in this letter he writes that he was born in perpignan in southern france in 1915 and that he moved to Paris to become a doctor in 1935 which is where he le where he met Letitia in the dance hall i'm going to read out an excerpt from this letter Now, this letter was written in French and it's been translated. So it might not be like 100% accurate, but you really kind of get the gist of what he's going for here. So here we go. I entered the metro just behind her without her realizing my presence. She sat in first. I climbed right behind her and not knowing what I was doing. I called her as she just sat down. Astonished, she turned. I took out my knife and plunged it into her throat. She didn't have time to cry out. I recalibrated the body that had tipped over and climbed down quickly to climb back into second class in the next car. At Port de a a stare informed me that the body was discovered. Like all travellers, I was taken off the train. I don't know how people didn't notice my confusion. I felt like everyone was staring at me. I think if one of the policemen had asked me anything, I would have collapsed. But soon we were let go. The police were totally unaware of my existence. I passionately followed the investigation in the newspapers and also learned that I had committed the perfect crime, not attributable to my intelligence, but to an extraordinary combination of circumstances. Okay. Now I will go more into this letter, but he says he was able to climb from second class into first class. He didn't know what he was doing when he stabbed her but he obviously did because he followed her there and went into that climbed into that carriage to murder her and then climbed back out and when the train stopped they all got off and the police let them go i don't know why the police didn't question every single person that was on that train didn't let anybody leave the bloody station because it was obviously somebody still on the train but you know police investigations they never they never go (laughs) there's no logic to them really you would think that the police would do these things but they never do But as I said, we'll come back to the letter. So let's get into the theories now. First theory, straightforward enough. She was murdered by Lacagul for being a spy. They found out that she'd seduced Yarmann, the bleeding leader of them, and that she was passing the information on. They weren't happy with it, which obviously they wouldn't be, and they sent an assassin after her for ratting on them. Fair enough. That is very possible. Number two. She was murdered by either the French or the Italian government, which I didn't really see written anywhere else. But this one I came up with on my own. Now, the French government could have murdered her because she had all this information. She could expose them for hiring spies. Maybe she was like threatening to come out with this information. Or the Italian government did it because they found out that she was ratting on Lacagoule. And they obviously didn't want people ratting on right-wing groups that aligned with their beliefs and that would have bolstered their power had they gotten power themselves. So they kill her because she's a threat to La Cagulge and what they wanted and therefore Italy getting what they wanted which would be just more fascist states. So I think that's a possibility as well. And then the third one that the letter is true. like It very well could be because in 1962 what would be the motive and who would be motivated to try and t- shift the blame away from because that was the theory that the police just kind of ran with then obviously they never closed the case because they didn't have an exact person that they could pin this on but they did kind of go along with being like yeah well probably well somebody from black girl that was that was that's what we're going with and we're kind of not investigating them much more because there's no other investigating to be doing so in nineteen sixty two, what? why would somebody want to take shift that blame away from Lacago? Because the group disbanded in nineteen forty one. So they're twenty one years out of bleeding service. So there's no reason for anybody to be trying to shed a shed a nice light on them, you know? And nineteen sixties Paris is obviously very different from nineteen thirty seven Paris. It's not as it, it's very different politically. So again, there'd be no no reason for this that I that I can think of also the letter might not be from some anonymous person trying to shift blame the letter could be kind of an inside thing where the police want to finally just have this case closed so it just happens that a letter appears and they can be like oh here this fella's after a minute grand job case closed we're done we're not looking into this any longer because we don't know where to look so that one is obviously a possibility And I wonder, I couldn't find anywhere, if the police actually searched for the author of this letter. Because he gives quite a bit of information to the police. And I know technology and searching isn't what it was back then. But, no, like, it's much better now. Like, it wasn't good back then. But, I mean, they were still able to figure some things out. I mean, come on. This man gave his year of birth and his place of birth he gave when he moved to paris he gave what he studied and he gave his current occupation because he says in the letter that in paris he finished his medical studies and that at the time of writing the letter he was a doctor and the letter was sent from germany so now they know that there was this man born in 1915 in Perpignan, which was a small enough town in the 1911 census, so four years before he was born. The population of the town was 35,000, so it's, it's not huge. You're not, you're not really looking for a needle in the haystack. You find all the boys that were born then and the ones that are still alive. You're narrowing it down in that way. And then they trace somebody from that town who was 20 years old when he moved to Paris, studied to become a doctor, became a doctor, and is now a French doctor in Germany i i don't understand how that could be hard to find out but there's no information anywhere that they actually looked up anything like that so again i mean they could have but there there's no information anywhere that they did and what's really frustrating is we're not going to know for another 18 years what's in those police files because they're still sealed so there's no kind of there's no information available so hopefully I'm alive in 18 years and this podcast is still going in 18 years we can have a little update so it's really frustrating I mean there's really three ways to go and it's similar in a very it's not similar at all to last week's to Mateusz's case but where I was saying last week that you know Mateusz could have been involved with something that nobody else kind of knew about Nobody else really knew that this woman was a spy until the police started looking into it. People aren't what they seem. This woman certainly wasn't. And even though she wasn't what they seemed and they tried to figure out what she was, they never fully figured it out because there was no set. It was only theories. They knew she was a spy, but they didn't know ultimately who she worked for. They didn't know if she actually worked for the French state or if she actually worked for the Italian state and was duping in the French state, while also duping La Cagoule. So again, this woman still kind of remains a mystery, and nobody, nobody knows what this woman's life was, and why she would give a different name. If she was in the same town and she was talking, she seemed to have this circle that she socialised in, where some of them knew her as Letitia, and some of them knew her as Yolanda. I knew you could get away with a lot more back then because she didn't have a bleeding Instagram to have your name and your photos on. But it's still strange that, and Paris is big, I know, but she'd be bopping around with two names, spying on God knows how many people, and nobody knew. So, yeah, again, this is another one that's not solved. It's obviously never going to be solved. This happened in 1937 i don't think we're ever going to get a final answer to this because i think the police have just kind of said now oh was the man who wrote the letter so even when the so even in 18 years time when the files come out uh when the they're unsealed i still don't think we're going to get answers because all we're getting then is the police work and the police work didn't get them very far so how are we going to get any further with it once we know what's in those files so that was this week's episode it was a short one this week but that was all the information I had. And I still thought it was really interesting. Because when I start reading about the case. I was like okay. Oh my god. A woman was murdered. And then it turns out. She was a spy that was murdered. So that was a, a nice little twist I think. So yeah that's it. Again. Um, follow and message on the on the Instagram page. Armchair Theorist Pod. Would love suggestions. Obviously going forward. Again I have like the next couple i think the next two are actually from the same country but i have them kind of ready to go or i have them written now ready to record ready to go and then after that i'm gonna obviously need subjects So it would be nice to get some input there so you can send us a message on that get information on the thing the podcast is now available on apple Podcasts. had to wait a few days for that to become available but that's there now so yeah thanks for listening bye